Welcome to episode 11 of the Pro Voice Guy podcast, live from the Pro Voice Guy studios in San Antonio, Texas. I'm Will Rice. Today, we're going to continue the conversation about using your recording and editing software to improve the overall sound of your podcast. In this episode, we'll look at two things, normalization and limiting. Pro Voice Guy Podcast, the podcast about podcasts, plus a few extras about audio, social media, marketing tech, and other stuff. Before we jump in, if you're in the market for a podcast intro or outro or bumper or a voiceover for your YouTube channel, commercial, corporate video, explainer video, whatever you got, check out my website at provoiceguy.net or find me on Upwork, Fiverr, or Voices.com. So it's a new year, uh, and in the new year, maybe you're starting a podcast, or maybe you've decided that you want to up your game and make your podcast sound better. Why let sound quality get in the way of excellent content? That's my question. In the last episode, I told you about using audio compression to keep your levels more consistent across your podcast. And this time, we're going to cover two more important effects that can improve the overall sound of your episodes, normalization and limiting. Still to come in this series, probably one more episode in the series, I'm going to take a look at equalization, sometimes called EQ, uh, noise reduction, and then putting the whole thing together for a great sounding podcast. Let's look at normalization. Let me start by saying that normalization is pretty darn straightforward, except that it's not. You see, in the world of audio, the term normalization may mean two things, peak normalization or loudness normalization. Loudness normalization is an important topic, but we're going to need to save that for another episode. Peak normalization is what we're going to focus on here today. What is peak normalization? In the last episode, I talked about compression. Compression is reducing the dynamic range between your loudest sounds and quietest sounds. Peak normalization looks for the highest signal level, the peak, in the recording, and adjust the overall gain so that the highest level is set to a level you determine. That is usually something close to zero dB or zero decibels, but kind of depends on exactly what you're doing. But let me pause. What is a dB or a decibel? Well, they're the same thing. dB is short for decibel. For our purposes, it is used as a unit of measurement for the intensity of sound. It's what we're talking about when we are talking about levels. Let's listen to some audio I recorded in my studio using a blue Snowball Ice microphone. I used that instead of my uh, normal Sennheiser mic so you could hear something a little bit closer to what most podcasters are used to working with. This is an audio test using a blue Snowball Ice microphone recorded in Adobe Audition. I purposely recorded that with a somewhat low level. Usually when I record, I want to get the gain as high as I can without clipping. By that, I mean as close to zero dB as I can get without clipping. We're going to talk more about clipping in a moment, but for best practices, you want to make sure your levels don't go above zero decibels, zero dB. In most recording software, you'll see a red light of some sort kick on when you hit zero dB. In some, they'll actually give you a little bit of an orange light as you're getting closer. That's okay. Now, it's usually okay if you get the occasional blip in the red, but you want to try to avoid it. Otherwise, you may have some sound quality issues down the road. Now, listen to the same file recorded on my Blue Snowball Ice with compression added. We talked about compression in the last episode. Here's what it sounds with compression. 
This is an audio test using a Blue Snowball Ice microphone recorded in Adobe Audition. Some compressors have a feature called Make Up Gain, which, after lowering the level of the loudest sounds, that's part of what compression does, it brings the overall level back up. Now, I usually turn that off because I want to see what is happening. Okay, and it is off in what I just played you. So the level is still a little bit low. Now, if you want to see what this all looks like, check out my blog at provoiceguide.net. Instead of just hearing the files, you can see the actual waveforms. And I've done that in not just Adobe Audition, which is my go-to software, uh, but also I have some files that I've shown in GarageBand. I think I even have some from Audacity in there. Now, here is that same file that I recorded and then I compressed and now it's normalized. This is an audio test using a Blue Snowball Ice microphone recorded in Adobe Audition. Not a lot happened there. It just got louder. Normalization works the same way in most software, but how you as the operator do it varies quite a bit. For instance, GarageBand makes the process pretty simple, almost automatic, but it's a little tricky to figure out what's going on. In GarageBand, adding compression that we talked about last week does not impact the shape of the waveform until you export the file. So you can't see the difference in your file, but you can hear it. Normalization can only be applied during export. So you can't put that normalization on until you have it uh, normalized as it's being exported to another file. That actually works out pretty well and it's pretty easy. You just need to pay attention that the right checkbox is checked so it'll normalize everything on export. Or not if you don't want it to. Most of the time, normalization is used to increase the gain to its highest possible level without going over 0 dB, which, as I mentioned, can cause clipping. Many audio pros suggest setting that at minus 0.1 dB. So that's 0.1 decibels below 0 dB. I set mine at minus 0.25 dB. That means the very highest peak in my recording will not cross 0 0.25 dB. Peak normalization is so simple, you can actually just do it manually. You can just increase the gain across the entire track until the peaks are where you want them. However, using built-in normalization in your audio workstation software is a much safer bet. Because if you do it manually, you need to be really careful and sure that you haven't accidentally set your gain so that some of your peaks go over 0 dB. So exactly what happens if you go over 0 dB? Well, sometimes you get lucky and nothing happens. Technically, anything over 0 dB is considered clipping. Now, how clipping works is different between old-fashioned analog audio and modern digital audio, but it's still the same issue. You need to be careful. Usually, a little clipping here and there does not cause a huge problem. However, too much clipping can create distortion. Your best bet, unless you are an audio pro and know what you're doing, simply don't let anything go over 0 dB. Using peak normalization is an easy way to ensure that you're never crossing that threshold. Limiting. I actually had a little debate with myself about including the topic of limiting. Limiting can be a very helpful tool, but it can also be somewhat disastrous if used wrong. Limiting is not a substitute for maintaining good levels, compression, or normalization. Limiting is a type of compressor. It's just a very unforgiving compressor. Whereas the compressor, as we talked about last week, 
smoothly reduces the gain of the signal that goes over a specific threshold using a predetermined ratio of reduction. A limiter basically crushes anything that goes over that level. Using a limiter the wrong way can lead to some very strange results. Instead of a gentle reduction of the peaks, the limiter will not allow any signal to cross that threshold. When used incorrectly, the result can be basically the same as the distortion caused by clipping. However, limiting has some practical applications. Here's where it may be useful. There may be times when, even after compressing a track, there are a few stray peaks that are way above the average peak for the recording. If you normalize the file using peak normalization, you may find the overall levels of the recording stay very low. Maybe they don't move at all. The reason is that it is using those stray peaks as the maximum level. Since normalization is setting the level of the entire track based on the highest peaks, those strays are hitting the threshold and not allowing the rest of the gain to be increased. Check out the blog for some images of files before and after the application of the limiter. You may find that it helps you to increase the overall gain using normalization. Now, here is what might be the most important part of this episode. Use your ears. The most essential tool in your toolkit when working with compression, normalization, and limiting, even EQ that we'll talk about next week, is your ears. Whenever applying effects of any sort, be sure to listen back carefully. If something sounds wrong to you, something is probably wrong, even if you can't explain it. Then go back and remove the effects one by one until the problem goes away, and then try again with different settings until everything sounds exactly right. It takes some trial and error, but once you get the hang of it, it won't take long to get your audio sounding great. And the good news is, in most software, you can then set those as presets and just use them over and over again, so you won't have to figure it out every time. That's it for this episode of Pro Voice Guy Podcast. I hope you learned something. If you like the podcast, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, or more importantly, share it with someone else. Pro Voice Guy Podcast is produced by me, Will Rice, in my studio here in San Antonio, Texas. The show is produced on a Mac using Adobe Audition software. You can read more about the things I discussed on today's episode on my website at provoiceguy.net. If you're in the market for a podcast intro or outro or bumpers or a voiceover for your YouTube channel, commercial, corporate video, explainer video, whatever you got, check out the website provoiceguy.net or find me on Upwork, Fiverr, or Voices.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you listen to podcasts or listen right on the website at provoiceguy.net. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ProVoiceGuy.